Welcome to the Empowered Ladies Podcast. Helping women heal and reactivate the goddess self through connection, collaboration, and contribution. The spot for self-development, interviews, and transformation. Oh, dang. (laughs) We did it. Hello, goddesses, and welcome to another Empowered Ladies Podcast episode, bringing you all things self-healing and spirituality. And it is your girls, Cass and Shelby here. Hello. (laughs) And today, we are bringing you a conversation around moon circles. We had so much fun researching this and just seeing all the different information about um, what moon circles were in the past in history, um, how animals uh, correlate to the moon, um, (laughs) how we women relate to the moon, etc. So super, super cool information that we found and we just want to share it with you. Yeah, let's get started. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So let's just start out like light and airy with some fun facts about the moon and nature and animals and what goes on when there's a full moon because there's some weird shit that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And there's lots of, I think, mating. (laughs) Yes. So actually how this came, how we got this idea to share these facts is because there's this tweet circling around it's a meme of a tweet that someone screenshotted a wikipedia article about elephants having ritual behavior during the full moon and it's been circulating like for years and years and it's just come back up again like earlier this year and so basically it says that this man ronald k siegel has studied religious faith of african elephants (laughs) and he concludes that elephants are aware of natural cycles as they practice moon worship which is waving branches at the waxing moon and engaging in ritual bathing when the moon is full as well as birthing and death rituals and things which are true for sure, but are elephants really worshiping the moons? Are they really aware of the cycles? I think they're aware of the cycles, but are they really like waving their branches and things because of the moon phase specifically? I don't know. It could be a myth, could be cool, but this Ronald guy, I guess, is a psychopharmacologist who is past now, rest in peace, But he is a person that believed that all people just had a natural liking to being high, like on (laughs) drugs, basically. (laughs) So I wonder what kind of like things he created because he seems to have a very like open mindset. But, you know, I think he's a little controversial. Yeah. Some people, you know, uh, I think it was put out, he put some information out there that maybe wasn't researched or proven and then followed it up with research that was. So again, you know, you can take it how you want, but we thought it was really, really interesting. And that led us to more information and um, researching more about how other animals react to the moon. Right. Um, And what actually there's science behind Right. Like, what has there actually been research for? And there's quite a lot. And you would be surprised it's not just sea animals. It's not just marine life, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of us might assume. Maybe that was just me, but... <laughs> right, because of that connection to yeah. what, the moon and the ocean. And the, and the, the ocean, the swells and the currents. Like, mm-hmm. they're so connected to the moon. The gravitational pull. Right. It just makes sense that the like all the animals inside would be... 
right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But anyways, um, one of the first things we found was in mating season. So the common wildebeest were the most attuned animal to the lunar cycle. So they appeared to set their plans for the entire night according to the moon's phase. So um, they were like the biggest part or they make up a third of the lion's diet. So I'm sure that they really planned how to not be eaten and things, <laughs> like around the moon. And I think that's so smart. Um, okay, and next we have the badgers. They, <laughs> they raise their leg up when they pee more often during the new moons. And this is used as a uh, move to mark your territory, which is like a mating thing. So with the new moon, um, it seems to be a prime time for badgers to mate. And they're peeing all over the place. <laughs> so beware of all those badgers peeing. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> and the next animal that reacts to the moonlight and the moon phases is corals. So it seems that they synchronize the most massive release of eggs. And oh, they they do not just during the moon, but at all the most massive release of egg and sperm on Earth. <laughs> While a variety of environmental factors likely work together to trigger the event, researchers have found that levels of moonlight seem to play a major role. So the event always occurs on or near a full moon. So cool. <laughs> Corals be getting busy. Yeah. That's a month, man. That's a lot of sperm and eggs in the ocean, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you're snorkeling over there, beware. Don't drink the water. <laughs> I mean, I'm That's sure. Hilarious. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure we've naturally swallowed worse things. Many of us, right? <laughs> Anyways, was there any other animals? I think that was about it. So yeah. I'm sure that's all that we found. So I'm sure there's way more out there. Definitely, it's a fun Google journey for you to go down. I really am so intrigued, and I think I will do further research about that just because it's so funny. Yeah. Um, Because clearly the lions probably eat more during the full moon or something because the badgers know to pay attention to that. But, you know, Mm. everything's connected, obviously, in, in the land of nature. Everything is connected. Also, bioluminescence, which is algae in the ocean, when the moon is dark, you can see the bioluminescence better. And I think it's also during certain seasons, like the summertime, the late summer. I don't know all the times, but that's a really cool phenomenon that happens. And that's something definitely influenced by the moon phases for sure. Yes, very cool. I yeah. would recommend going skinny dipping or at least swimming in the ocean at that time. Yes. Y'all be glowing. It's fun. <laughs> so much fun I've done it okay but so I think that brings us to um kind of backtracking a little bit here more about the history of moon circles which is really interesting um we had a hard time finding a lot of like research and like true concrete information information, yeah yeah, about like maybe a certain tribe that started it or anything like that it just seems like from culture to culture this was a very common thing until later um the patriarchy started being like oh this is witchcraft and we're scared and it's evil and blah 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 right but that was that was later we before religion or anything we were earth worshipers again like the meridian points and like the ley lines in the earth we're all we're extremely connected to the earth um so 
so I think moon, moon circles probably originated so, so, so far back. And maybe that's why we can't find oh, a lot yeah. of information. So if you guys have anything you can find, please send it our way. It's just so interesting and we love to learn more about it. Yeah. But It's um, definitely just since the beginning of time. Yeah, honestly, since the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I did find an article in Yoga and Life um, magazine that explained a little bit about it. It also talked about that our bodies hold 70% water and like the tides were affected by its energy pull. So knowing how to harness the energy that comes from each phase of the moon will help you accomplish things. And it's just a practical fun fact to know. So long before, it says long before we started posting about moon cycles on Instagram, our ancestors used the moon calendar as a reference to plant crops, keep time, share stories, exchange ideas, knowledge, and to support each other. In ancient tribes, women were leaders, creators, and healers of their communities. And as such, they would lead these gatherings. And yes, their menstrual cycles would synchronize with each other and the moon. As time went on, these gatherings became taboo and activities often considered evil and magic for witches, blah, blah, blah. Fortunately for us, patriarchal <laughs> viewpoints have made some evolutionary and revolutionary strides. Women in pursuit of truth and magic are reclaiming their innate wisdom to heal themselves and the world around them through the energy of the moon and oh. the earth. So I think it's super interesting. I didn't even realize before doing all this how connected women were specifically to the moon. Mm -hmm. And we found some a new word we wanted to share with you. Yeah. It's called an anemis and anema. Because yeah. we were looking up like, okay, women like, are so connected the to the men do. Yeah, what are the guys doing over here? What are they doing? Well, we're in circle and worshiping the moon and you know healing ourselves in the world what are they doing so they have something called anema which is basically just um it's the real term the correct term of feminine feminine divine energy but it's in the man's body so the feminine energy that's in the man and then anemis right mm -hmm. anemis yep. is that how you pronounce it is the divine masculine in the woman's body so there you go <laughs> You got a vocabulary lesson for the day. This is so informational, this episode. I'm yeah. loving it. But it was so interesting for us to learn, yeah, because we, I think everyone in the spiritual community especially can say with confidence that we hear so much about the divine feminine and the divine masculine and all these things, but I never knew that it had an actual term. I never knew that it was actually like researched and, you know, coined into an actual term that was made by Carl Jung. And he's very connected to the psychological world. And, and you know, it's and the spiritual world. Exactly. So spirituality is not just some woo woo. We love energy and peace <laughs> and love and everyone is one, which is true. <laughs> but it's obviously not just that. It's not just this hippy dippy stuff so yeah we There's thought that was of, dope yes tons of science behind it but apparently while we're in moon circles like just us accessing this magic and this energy within us i guess allows a man to access that energy like through his dreams and through a more like subconscious pattern right I guess. yeah so it's so interesting like <clears throat> to think of because my first um my first assumption when I had that thought like what the freaking heck are the men doing while us women are doing all this like sacred honorable work mm -hmm. I was assuming that they're probably just off hunting or doing something manly like that you know or in war. <laughs> but I love the fact that they're actually sleeping and resting which is a very feminine 
quality, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a, something that's very necessary, obviously. We all need sleep, but not just sleep, but accessing dreamland and accessing your subconscious in a way that you cannot in the waking life, like, you know, and I think for especially men, it's probably harder to access that because in society, we just have so many conditions for men to not feel things, to not, you know, be as in touch with their insides, which is your subconscious. So I think that's cool that they got that little chance to, you know, to do that and that the females were kind of the ushers of, mm-hmm. of that. Like, here, we'll, we'll hold the space and you just experience it. And that is so... It's such a reversal of the sexes. Right, and of what we think of the feminine and masculine yeah, roles. Yeah, the roles. That's what I was trying to say. <clears throat> yeah, so interesting. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. So what are, like, how, why do we gather in full moon circles now? What What is this like for us today, right? Because we don't, yeah. a lot of us aren't farmers and we don't have to be worrying about that. <laughs> but for females, we're still using this sacred safe space to gather and to heal and to uh, express ourselves in circle. And also in circle, like I always like to say, something beautiful happens to our brains. And I mean, like our menstrual cycles in our brains we start syncing up there as well and the healing power really magnifies when we're in group but mm-hmm. um yeah our energies and our nervous systems and our minds they start syncing up together and working in unison when we come in circle so it's just such a powerful way to experience healing yeah for sure and yeah. receiving you know messages from spirit receiving messages <coughs> from your god whoever that is you know mm-hmm. that's a, a time that we can be connected to the universal plane in like a way that is more sacred like we were saying you know mm-hmm. um because you could pray and do ritual and things throughout the day But to set aside time, like specifically synced up with the earth and like the moon, I think is so powerful too. Yeah. And just being able to respect that moon cycle and how that affects you and your energy is really, really interesting as well. Yeah. How the stars and the moon like location are affecting you in that time. Mm -hmm. It's really great for introspection and reflection journaling during a full moon a great thing to do your senses are so heightened like you might as well use that to your benefit yeah and okay how's it go again new moons are setting the intention planting the seed Okay, so as we know, the new moon is more about setting an intention and planting a seed for something new. It's a great time to um, call in things that you have been manifesting. It's a great time to um, set off on a new adventure or a new career path, new relationship, etc. But all the things that you have been manifesting and wanting, like I said, it's just a great time to plant plant those seeds. And then the full moon is a great time to release what is no longer serving you to let that shit go (laughs) and um make room for that new thing that you are trying to manifest um so that is that's what you know is the basis of a moon circle and what our focus in moon circles is about yeah 
In moon circles, we you can do many things, right? It kind of yeah. depends on the facilitator and the person like leading. Um, but like in our circles, we pull cards. So we use a queen of the moon deck um, just to further dive into what our connection to the moon is at the time. And we do things like breath work so we can really open you up and come into the body. So we do things like breath work, tapping. Oh, right all kinds of things journaling especially like what what we always 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 do is open circle with a white candle and we do some clearing of energy with some type of smoke and smudging and then that's when we come in and we all like introduce each other and get to know each other um and then move on to the other modalities like Pulling cards, tapping, breath work. Sometimes people dance in circles. Yeah, like energy movement. Yeah, or um, a burning ceremony, especially for the full moon. For the new moon, we like write down our intention and then bury it in the dirt. So, yeah, those are just some ways that you can have your own type of moon ritual. But we personally hold circles every new and full moon. Um, before these were just like donation based or for non-members they were $33 but recently we created a membership offer so we think that's really really fun and it's a great way to commit to sisterhood and commit to taking that time for yourself to sit down and you know be mindful be intentional connect to your intuition and connect to sisterhood yeah if you can't be mindful in that moment just come and be held yeah just be seen be felt be heard and you know it's really a a perfect place for anyone in any situation because yeah if you're feeling empowered and ready to manifest and do all those things and that's a perfect place to come and bring that energy but it's also a perfect place to bring things to process and heavy emotions and you know anything just to decompress from the week Mm -hmm. so yeah we do so much I love these circles and We are not affiliated with any religion or anything like that. These kind of started in this like super ritualistic way, like with the candles and things that we know it as, like with Mm -hmm. paganism and that. But yeah, it's really non-denominational. It's just us women coming together to honor the moon and nature. Like Cass said, like our bloodlines, we're earth worshipers. And Mm -hmm. we are just continuing that honoring and celebration and that tradition because I think it's really been lost especially in this day and age when we have technology and everything you know nature itself mother nature is really hurting and this is just an easy way to honor it and you get something out of it you know Mm -hmm. like why not It's a no-brainer to me, so I don't know. I don't know what you're waiting on. <laughs> what you doing, girl? If you're not doing moon circles, like, what are you doing with life? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but we welcome you guys anytime. Anyone who doesn't know anything about the moon or self-proclaimed experts, um, come on, one and all. And if you hear some weird crying, that's my puppy in the background. There she is. <laughs> that was, like, on cue. <laughs> That's me. That was her. So, yeah. So, we just wanted to make this more streamlined and consistent for everyone. And, like Cass said, to save money. So, we made this a membership. So, you can pay circle by circle if you would like to. But you do end up paying a little bit more. And if you want to just get 12 circles in one package and get it done deal out of the way, we can definitely do that. And I think we could do payment plans as well. So if you are looking for that, reach out to us and we will work it out with you. 
But I think it is so important for us to give ourselves this type of time, if not through moon circles, in some way, shape or form, you know. So if you don't feel comfortable in a group, definitely know that we do this over Zoom. So you could be no camera, no microphone. Like you can definitely just come and participate that way and receive the energy. No problem at all. We also are available to host Moon Circles privately for groups of women. That was so fun. Yeah, we've been hired now once to do a Moon Circle for these uh, women who all work together teaching um, autistic children. That was so beautiful. It was amazing. Um, There was so much that came out. Women cried, laughed, and if we could have all hugged each other, we would have. Like There was definite like hug energy (laughs) and you could just feel the bond that they have by working together in such a meaningful job they just had this this connection that was palpable and for us to be able to host them was such an honor yeah it just was amazing so we are definitely open for that as well yeah Cass is correct Yep, we had somebody else asking the other day, so just wanted to make sure that you guys know that that is something we offer, and our community welcomes you. There's almost 100 of us. We are all over the world. We're global now, and we are just a group of women who all come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, ages. We just all focus on empowering each other through mainly self-healing and um, through connection to sisterhood. So we love you guys. And go howl at the moon, girl. (laughs) 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 Go have fun. Go get connected to your inner goddess. Yes, tomorrow is the full moon. So do something, but do it with us. Why not do it with us? Yeah, we have a circle at 6 o'clock PST. This podcast will come out at 1. I know it doesn't give you a whole lot of time, but... Um, we host new moon and full moon circles every single month. So let us know if you need us. Yeah, we Until love then, you. we love you. See you every Friday for more lifestyle, empowerment, and spirituality. Follow us on all social media at Empowered Ladies Events. Till next time, goddesses. <laughs>